0: Hi there, and welcome to our third episode of The Real Deal, where real estate meets real life. I am your host, Janine Igliani, and I am here with my co-host, Ryan Hatcher. Hey. hey. And our special guest today is Stacy Williams with Bright Mortgage, and we are so excited to have you, Stacey. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah,
1: awesome. Thank you. I appreciate being here.
0: Yeah, we... So, we were just talking before we started, and it's been about five years that we've worked together. Is that right? At least
1: five years. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think, and I'll ask you, but when I think about our working relationship, and you even said this yourself, one of the things that makes it work so well is that we both have really high standards for our clients, for each other. Um, what, what would you say? Yeah, you
1: I mean, I just think the way we treat them, the communication, we want to make sure that they're always in the loop. We want to make sure that they're taken care of. I think we're always looking for the end result for them to be happy. And potentially, I think if we had to boil it down to this, that they would be comfortable referring us to other clients that they know. And always. I just never want to forget that.
0: Always. Yeah. I love that. That yeah. is always, and we say that too when we meet with clients, right? That our goal is that you're, it's not that you buy yourself fully. It's not. Right. Our goal is that you're so happy with your experience and our interaction that you go and tell your friends and family about us. You
1: can't forget that. Yes. Never. Yeah. So. I love it. Right? It's yeah.
0: yep. awesome. Cool. So Stacey, tell us about yourself.
1: Personally? Yeah. Let's yeah. Hear okay. Well, I'm an Arizona native, uh, born and raised. There's a very few of us in my age group. I think there's a lot younger natives here now, but native grew up in Tempe, went to Tempe schools, ASU, uh, still live in Tempe. I guess I just l- love Tempe. <laughs>
0: Super cool. Yeah.
1: I uh, have a couple of kids, nine and 13. Yeah. Nine and 13. Uh, Angela, my wife-ish, seven yeah. years together. Uh, and, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time in the business. I spend yes. time with my kids and a little bit exercise and hanging out. So not a whole yeah. lot. A lot of dad stuff.
0: I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like we're all kind of in that phase yeah. of life, mm-hmm. right? Like Yeah. Just... Work, family, fun, right? That's, that's what that's,
1: it should be. It should be and not, no time for anything else. Right? Yeah. That's totally. enough.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So tell us, how long have you been in the business and how did you get into the mortgage business?
1: Okay. I've been in a little, uh, close to 17 years and it wow. was just random. I was at the Phoenix Open and I ran into a couple of high school friends that were actually in the industry and they, they were like having a lot of fun. I was like, man, what are these guys what are they doing? <laughs> and they're like, you should get into the mortgage industry. And, and around that time is when rates really started to fall. And so I went. I spent a couple weeks with them learning before um, making the jump. And then February 14th, my birthday. Our yeah, birthday. Our, yes, our birthday. <laughs> I resigned from my job and jumped in full full force with mortgage lending, and I've been in ever since. It was easy to do back then to make that type of jump. I didn't have a family, and yeah. I didn't have kids, so yeah. I didn't have a lot of responsibility, so the timing really worked out well.
2: So 17 years. 17. Okay, so in those 17 years, what is the most important thing you've learned in, in your business, if you can narrow it down to one or two even?
1: Man, well, I think there's a few different things we have to juggle well. One of that is product knowledge, like making sure we understand different guidelines, what loan programs work well for particular clients. But as we talked about just a little bit before, the, the service and the communication. Yeah. And so from the lending seat, we have a lot of different re- responsibilities, not only communication with the client and making sure they're taken care of, but also our agent partners. So we're making sure the agents are taken care of. They, they have the communication, they have the updates on where their clients are, w- whether in the pre-approval or actually under contract. But just making sure everybody's in the loop, being very proactive in the communication. I think that's key.
0: I love that i would agree i think communication especially in today's market yes right where things are taking a little bit longer just to over communicate is so important so that our clients know what's going on right we're working every day behind the scenes but they don't see that or know that because so much of what we do is behind the scenes so to keep them updated and informed is a huge part of just keeping them comfortable We, we were just saying earlier too is that Right, we do this every day, mm-hmm. but our clients do it a few times in their entire life. Yeah. And so having that knowledge and being able to communicate so that they know what to expect, what this process looks like, what those next steps are is so huge.
1: It helps limit their stress. As we know, it's a very stressful process yes. for those people who don't do this all the time. So if we can keep their stress low, make sure they know exactly what's going on, I think we're doing okay.
0: For sure, yeah. I totally agree. Okay, so <clears throat> Stacy, you are, kind of starting a new adventure. Yeah. So can tell us about it. Tell okay. us what's, yeah, so tell us what's going on.
1: So uh, I've been obviously 17 years, I've been with mortgage banks for the last 15, 14 years, essentially. So basically working for another company as a loan originator there. But as the market started to shift, and things are changing I decided to open my own mortgage company it's a mortgage broker and so with that I'll have complete autonomy I'll have the ability to look at different lenders to see who's offering the best programs and pricing depending on the clients but most important I have autonomy to do things the way I want to do them and grow my own business and you know hopefully leave something for my family versus for somebody else
2: yeah I love that yeah so I'm glad you brought that up. What is the big distinction between a mortgage banker and a mortgage broker?
1: Okay. Mortgage bank, they actually handle everything in-house, which is actually great. So you have your processing, your underwriting, you have everything in-house. However, you do end up with a box of programs and products that you can offer, and you don't have a lot of flexibility to go beyond that, right? So most people do fit into those boxes. That's that's good. But as a broker, we can look at different lenders that maybe have different credit requirements or offer better interest rates than let's say one, another lender would. So I think one of the critical things is as, a, as rates continue to climb, we have access to go out and see who's gonna be the most competitive on interest rates. The process with technology the way that it is, brokers now have the ability to move at a very quick pace, make sure we stay on schedule, if not even faster than some of our mortgage bank competitors. Yeah.
0: That's super cool. Yeah. And that's so important too, right? When we're working with a buyer to be able to tell them, Stacy, and that's honestly one of the things that I've always loved about you is that you will always shoot the client straight and tell them, hey... this is a better option for you right regardless of what's in your best interest and now it sounds like you're going to be able to provide them with a lot more options yeah and more just be more competitive which is so cool
1: i i hope so um yeah we've ran across a few where it made more sense for them to go to another outlet than work with me well i'm
2: a good example of that so i was buying a rental property recently and this guy says you know what there's a better product that i cannot offer you at the time which was with your previous two or three months ago right and that was amazing because not everybody would do that. So I really appreciated that. We try
1: to think of it big picture, right? Yes. It's not just one transaction. It's yes. what's going to happen down the road. Yes, right?
0: absolutely. it's the relationship. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: and that's what makes us so comfortable handing our clients to you because we know they're going to get the same service. And that's what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So it's huge. Yeah. yeah.
0: So let's talk about the market and where you see things at, right? It's constantly changing. Rates are up, rates are down, they're gonna increase, they're gonna decrease, the market's gonna crash, the world is gonna end. What is happening? What do you see happening, Stacey? So the
1: last week or two we've watched rates kind of going back up. So for a while we had a little bit of relief, right? They were coming down just a little bit and everybody was like, all right, great. But now they've shot back up. We're in the low sixes uh, for the most part. Um, high fives mid fives depending on credit profile but overall I do see rates probably continuing to on this path um, until we potentially have a, a recession if I can put it that way and generally during a recessions we watch rates come down
0: what do you because right aren't we technically in a recession that's what they say
1: yeah mm. So yeah. what
0: do you think, I think- what's what? Yeah,
1: there's so much confusion out there yeah. because the the statistics or the numbers say we're in a recession, but then we have the media and you know all the other resources saying that we're <laughs> not in a recession. If I want to, yes. I, I don't want to get political. That's a good way to handle it. But you know, it's just uh, basically, I don't think anybody knows if we are free or not, especially yeah. if you're not you know dialed in and know all that stuff. Which, mm-hmm. you know, economists know. Even us as mortgage lenders, we don't know that information, even as much as we read and mm-hmm. we follow stats. So. I I do think that there will be some relief maybe towards the beginning of next year. I just don't know for sure. I don't have that crystal ball.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the cool things we know is that if you buy today and the rates go down, right, right. you can always refinance. That's
1: critical because we don't think values are going to plummet. Mm -hmm. You know, we might see some leveling off. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to, I think, get into your home, be okay with the rate, so, you can start at least having home ownership and start building equity. Yeah, And then when the time comes, take advantage of lower rates.
2: Mm-hmm. So, what do you always say? What is the rate when you rent?
0: Right? That's 100%. right. 100%. That's right. 100%. We're so concerned about a 5 or a 6%, which is still really, really low. When you, in fact, we just were earlier today looking at the numbers and we're, really, if you look at kind of a historical average, we're just under the historical average of rates, right? So it's still really good. Yeah. And what's super cool is the ability to use a seller credit because of the market as it is and have them contribute to buying down your rate. Do you want to talk about that and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, I think our market is considered an even market at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So we have... So so we're
2: we're balanced between buyers and sellers.
1: Balance between buyers and sellers, which now gives the ability for our buyers to actually negotiate where last year and the last couple of years, they could not negotiate, right? So as a buyer going in, you might be able to ask for concessions, Mm -hmm. or you might be able to ask for a price reduction, pay Mm -hmm. less for the house. Well, in most cases, a price reduction is not going to do you or serve you as well as getting a credit to maybe improve your interest rate. So a $10,000 price reduction saves you $50 a month, mm-hmm. but a $10,000 seller credit to improve your interest rate might save you $100 or $200 per month.
0: That's cool. And it's then, huge.
1: So not only on the monthly payment, but obviously the interest paid over the life of the loan is significantly more. So my recommendation is always shoot for seller credits before you ask for a price reduction. Yeah.
2: yeah. So is there any other benefit to the seller by doing that?
1: Well, it depends. I guess um, I guess it's situational, right? I mean, they can say, "Hey, we're going to do a ten thousand dollars price reduction," or how about we just say, instead of doing a ten thousand dollars price reduction, we just give a five thousand dollars credit towards closing costs. That five thousand still goes a long way and allows yeah. the buyer to buy down their rate. And at the end of the day, the seller still nets more than taking that ten K price reduction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they could benefit both, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Yeah. So because we work together so often, and we've passed or I shouldn't say pass, because we don't ever pass a client off, but we've shared a lot of clients together. Ryan and I would love to know, Stacy, what is the best way for us to connect you with one of our buyers? And what should then a buyer expect that initial process to look like? And I ask because I think it's really important, again, most people only do this a few times in their entire life. And so kind of having a heads up as to what should they expect and what does that look like? I think it can be really daunting sometimes of like, oh my gosh, it's one thing to talk to a realtor. It's a whole other thing to talk to a lender. Certainly. Right. And it can seem like, oh, it's overwhelming. So what, what can a buyer expect?
1: Yeah. You know, buyers they're under the microscope or at least they feel they're being judged potentially. They're under the microscope. Mm. We're looking at their income. We're looking at their credit. We're looking at their assets. So we understand that. And we're, our goal here is try to make them feel comfortable. There's no judgment by any means. We, I mean, I've been in bad situations when I, throughout my life. And so I try to remember that every time we talk to them. And so that initial conversation is more of us talking. What's going on? You know, what are, what's your goals? You know, what are you looking to do? We try to get an idea of what their goals are before we just say, hey, what's your name? What's your date of birth? What's your social? You know, it's, it's more of a friendly conversation yeah. just to get an understanding of where they are. And, you know, in some cases after that conversation, it might just be we'll, we'll talk later before, instead of moving forward in doing an application. Okay. You know?
0: So a buyer, so just to kind of summarize what you said, a buyer can expect that first phone call to be just a phone call where they can get to know you, you can get to know them, find out what their goals are, and then help them understand what to expect, what the next steps would look like moving forward. 100%. Okay. That's right. Now, what if a buyer isn't ready to buy today, they want to buy in a year from now. What are some things that they can do today to prepare for that purchase in a year from now?
1: Well, there's three things we primarily focus on credit income and assets. So if I had to recommend just blind without knowing anything that they had going on in their life, as far as credit goes, keep your balances as low as possible, because that's going to maximize your credit score. I mean, that's, Obviously, don't miss a payment or anything like that. But keep your balances low on your credit card. Don't take out any new debt.
2: So right? don't go buy a car that you're financing or a boat.
1: Try to avoid those things as much as possible. Open a,
2: open a store credit card or something like that.
1: Exactly. Okay. If you need to build credit, then there are some other guidance we would give. Uh, as far as income goes, stability in income is what we're looking for. So, you know, if you want to start a business, maybe wait until after you purchase a home because you need to have at least two years of experience. Generally, two years of experience. Sometimes there's a caveat to that, but again, stability in employment. If your income is variable, make sure that it's consistent because we want to look at an average. So that's, I guess, income. Yeah. And then assets, you know, save save as much as you can. You know, um, down payment requirements are very minimal, but there's also closing costs. So you know, if you have some money in the bank, it gives you more flexibility. Maybe you're not relying on a seller concession. You know, maybe you have the ability to take more control in your, your search for your home.
2: Good, so you mentioned all kinds of good things there. Uh, let's talk about down payments. So yeah. there's a common misconception or myth that you have to have 20% to buy a house, 20% down. Right. We know that's not true. Tell us more about other options that are out there.
1: All right, well, if you have to make a down payment, depending on the program. 3% down is one of the minimum requirements. 3.5% down is, is another minimum. So conventional financing is a 3% down payment. So if you're buying a three or four, or let's say 400000 that's probably more realistic. That's $12,000 for down payment. On an FHA loan, that is 3.5% down. So those are your two minimum payment requirements. Now, a veteran does not have to make a down payment, right? There's zero down requirement. And there's another program called Rural Housing, which to buy or use rural housing financing, you have to buy pretty, in a rural area, right? And that does not require a down payment either. So, but those are your, your basically your, your, your four go-to options there. And so, did okay. I yeah. answer the question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. anywhere
0: yeah. from zero to, to infinity. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I suppose,
1: yeah. 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 You know, but if, if, you, if you're thinking about the bare minimum, three to three and a half percent should get you in the door.
2: And then in most of those cases, there's PMI that's that's charged, right? Agreed. Yeah, okay. yeah. So now, what, is, what is PMI?
1: Private mortgage insurance. So mortgage insurance is there to protect the lender.
2: You so don't have as much skin in the game. You don't have as much skin money. in
1: the game. So I guess how it started out was basically banks would not lend money many, 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 many years ago unless you had 20% down, right? And so the government stepped in, and now these private agencies that offer mar- mor- uh, mortgage insurance stepped in and said, hey, well, if we insure the loan, will you be willing to give people money to buy houses? So that's how FHA started an FHA Mortgage Insurance. So the government said, hey, we'll insure the mortgage. If the borrower defaults, there's an insurance policy in place to make sure you recoup any losses while you go through the foreclosure process. So that's what mortgage insurance is. So if you don't have a 20% down payment, you will pay mortgage insurance in some form or fashion, whether that's monthly or a one-time fee. And that allows lenders to lend you money comfortably to buy a home without that 20% down.
0: And, right, you can refinance that off once you've paid and you have the 20% equity, is that correct?
1: Yeah, now different programs have different requirements. Mm-hmm. So like FHA mortgage, you, you about 99% of the time, you have to refinance that loan to get rid of mortgage insurance. But on a conventional loan, You You can actually, you just
2: you just contact the lender, right?
1: Yes. You can remove the mortgage insurance after a certain period of time. And if you can document 20% equity in the house, which, you know, you have to to
2: get an appraisal then basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or if you pay down the balance, like, you know, we've had some clients that bought a new house before they sold their old house. So when they bought, they put minimum down. And then once they sold their house, their old house, they would take those proceeds and then apply it towards the principal balance on the new loan. And they could remove mortgage insurance in that fashion as well. Hmm. Right.
0: Super cool. Yeah. I want to talk about something kind of fun. OK. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, real estate investing. I don't yes. know if that's fun for everybody. It, it else, is for us. It's fun I to think us. it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So Stacey, you have a second home. I do. And you want to tell us about that and tell us about what that experience has been like for you?
1: Oh, man. Well, okay, so you know, Angela and I we kicked around for a long time, you know, upgrading our primary residence, you know, getting into a bigger home and having more space. But, you know, that kinda died down when the market took off and we, we kinda missed the boat there. But we were able to buy a second home up in Pine Top and by by far, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. I
0: love that.
1: Yeah, it's it's been amazing, uh, entertaining our family and friends and hanging out up there, but escaping the heat down here. Mm-hmm. Now, being a native, I'm used to the heat, but the older I get, the harder it <laughs> the more is. Sensitive oh you are. man, I can't stand it anymore. So every opportunity I get, I, I try to go up there and spend some time with the kids and hang out on the weekends. Yeah, we usually go up maybe once a month, maybe maybe once every other month That's right cool. now, maybe yes. twice. Just depending, summertime yeah. a little more. Yeah. Um, we were up there last week and it's actually fall up there, oh. believe it or not. Yeah. So yeah. it was like cool and rainy. It yeah,
2: sounds good right now. Dude, it, it was amazing. Well, it if is. you ever want to sell that, you know what to call. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hookup.
2: I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about selling, I'm talking about buying it. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Angela uh, made a comment last week and she's never, never, yeah. ever. Getting rid of that plaza. Oh, yeah, so so we, we do enjoy That's it. Awesome. It's just a great getaway. It doesn't take a lot of planning. Yes. You know, you can just pack yep. a bag, yeah. you don't have to plan a flight or yeah. do all that yeah. stuff. So that part's been cool.
0: You guys have a nice one too. It yeah. so worked it's out well. well it's yeah, a we had place. a great agent. We yeah. did. Yeah. Awesome, (laughs) I I may know her. Um, And then you also have uh, investment property, yes, that you have um, as a rental. How's that? That's
1: that's been awesome. And I'll I'll just tell you personal, my personal experience is that, or personally about me is that I'm a little conservative, and the thought of investing in something like that I perceived as being risky. You know, like (laughs) I don't want to put money money in a house and all that stuff, but. You know, when we bought it, Janine, you helped us facilitate it. I think we during during the market we actually ended up paying a little more than it appraised for, and that was a little bit more scary, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's worked out so well with the way that market rents have gone up, and our interest rate at the time was really phenomenal. So we love it. It's been pretty low maintenance as yeah. well. The tenants we've had have been really positive, and so uh, at the end of the day, that was a better investment than my 401k or any other investment accounts just the way yeah. that how long been. have you had it
2: a couple years a year, of years. Two so a year years? and a half yeah. well, uh, yeah, almost, especially especially uh, over the last few years yeah right?
1: january 2021 yeah. is mm-hmm. when we closed
2: well that's yeah. that's very much in line with what we talk about daily um our goal is to to help our clients when they sell their house to make as much money as they can and do it as quickly and efficiently as we can but really behind that our goal is to help our clients build wealth We want to build wealth. We want to help our clients build wealth. And that's exactly what you're doing.
0: And sometimes, too, just like the other day, Ryan, right? Sometimes that conversation means we're talking to a client about maybe not selling Mm -hmm. and keeping that home as a rental for the long-term wealth yep. building opportunity. And for us too, in terms of our own personal investment portfolio, it's just looking at what is a good investment that we can get a good renter in there and really pre-qualifying them and making sure that whole process goes well um, and making sure that the property is just gonna be a stable income property. And I think it's, especially with the uncertainty in the market, it's one of the best ways to build long-term wealth, so. I'm
2: actually selling one right now in Tucson that. That I tried to tell them to keep it because it was a phenomenal home to rent and do some, you know, fix up to it. But um, it just wasn't the right fit for them right now. And it makes sense. So it made sense to sell it. But yeah, if, if we can, I mean, we don't have to sell everything. Sure. By any means, we, if it makes more sense for them to keep it, then we're going to tell you that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'll tell you from, as, we, as you talk about what you guys do to help facilitate that process, very specifically, when we were going through that process, you guys were able to identify what the market rent was going to be for us, you know, and help us find tenants for the place. So you guys really, I think, went above and beyond your normal realtor responsibilities yeah. or expectations yeah. Yeah. to make sure that we were taken care of. So that was well, awesome. now
2: that's a part of our business, the, the, the management of the property and helping secure tenants and the paperwork and all that. So it's a great addition for it, sure. What do you call it? Um, service, I guess, another ad- additional service. That for sure. they offer, so. yeah, yeah. It's
0: one of the, yeah, it just kind of naturally came about, but I love that. I love that you guys have that. I love any of our clients that we can help do that again because i just see it as a, the having the opportunity to build that long-term mm-hmm. wealth which is really cool so yes and you'll always get the truth from us right if it's yep. not a good job or not a good investment we'll tell you and if it is and we'll we'll shoot you straight as well
1: yeah i think he told us there was a few that yes we're not okay yes yeah. yes
0: yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. okay are you ready for our rapid Let's fire <laughs> round like you got to be quick with these questions <laughs> be
1: quick with the answers too
0: okay yeah. you ready yeah, let's try it. All right. What's your favorite thing to do in summer?
1: Go to my cabin.
2: Yes. <laughs> What's the first thing you notice when you meet someone? Do they make eye contact? Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's an important one. It is. If you could be any animal, what would it be?
1: Yeah, I just played this game with my son. Uh, I would be. Uh, I, I, I told him I'd be an elephant.
2: An elephant?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Why>? That's cool. <laughs> You know they're majestic. They're supposed to be smart. They no, live nobody alone. Nobody messes with them. Nobody yeah. messes with them. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. What have you received the most compliments for? Man, physically
1: or anything? Anything. Oh man. I, I used to get compliments on my smile. I don't get that anymore. Okay. But I used to. <laughs> if we had to talk about something like that, I love it.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets?
1: Uh, pretty good. I'd say nine or 10.
0: Yeah. I would say you kind of have to be right in your business. Well, yeah. With
2: your your line of work, you probably should be, huh?
1: Yeah. 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 And you just, you know, secrets are better sometimes. Yes.
0: Yes.
2: What is a hidden talent that you have?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a hidden talent. I'm an open book. Really? Oh, oh, okay. So what is a talent
2: that you have then?
1: Oh man, I don't know. Do you play an instrument? you draw? No instruments. No, no, nothing like that. You dance? I heard you can dance. Uh, <laughs> you did not hear
0: that.
1: <laughs> okay. No, okay. I, 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 don't know. I, 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 guess I would say I, I like to be athletic. I was
0: uh, gonna say something athletic is what I would say for you. Yeah. yeah like so mountain you, biking. Yeah. Or so cycling.
1: Cycling. I've, I've done a lot of cycling, triathlons, uh, marathons. Um, well, that you can call that can call a talent. It. I don't yeah. know. It's work. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rewarding to to accomplish something like that.
0: Okay, Stacey, okay. so if they were going to make a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? <laughs>
1: oh, man, I have no idea. Jeez, um, who would I want? Man, I, Morgan Freeman would be oh, awesome, but he's, that's, that's the cool. first one that came to my mind. That's I cool. I don't yeah. don't okay.
2: Um why. Okay, what game show would you like to be on?
1: Probably Wheel of Fortune. I don't know why. Oh, I love okay. that. Yeah. It's okay. just the one I grew up watching. I definitely don't see myself as a Jeopardy guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Or <laughs> any of the trivia ones. I, I wouldn't ones? want to be on Jeopardy. No. What do you have, one Ryan? Sorry, I'm I, going I don't off know, script. I'd say but maybe, like what maybe game? Maybe the price is
2: Right or something. Oh really?
0: Hold I on. have like a bucket list item, and my family knows this. I want to be on Family Feud. Oh, so oh, that bad. would be fun. That so would bad. be fun.
1: If I could change my answer, I would <laughs> yes. put that as number <laughs> me one. Too, me too. <laughs> number two That's would awesome. be that that uh, golf uh, the. The golfing one where the guys like they run through the obstacles. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, right? I, Family Feud's a great
2: one. I, one. I forgot it's about
0: been that. Fun. All right, Stacey, finish the phrase. The weight of my heart is.
1: I guess honesty, if I I don't know Ooh. if that's the right word, just being transparent, you know? Just, you know just being open. Yep. I, I like that.
2: Okay, last one. What advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs>
1: I would say move faster in life in some things, you know. I I usually tend to move at my own pace, and I think um, getting on the ball earlier would probably have gotten me further along in my career.
2: Okay, so being more decisive?
1: Decisive, committed, yeah, decisive. Yeah, Okay, that's a good way. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, Kay. thank you, Stacey. We yeah, so thank appreciate you, you being this is here. Cool. Yeah. Super thank you. fun. So, for those of you, we appreciate you tuning in to our third podcast. And I would ask you to please, if you enjoyed this, to like and subscribe because this is Smash. something we plan <laughs> to button. keep doing. And uh, yeah, the real deal. Yeah. It's all about it. Thanks, thank you, Stacey. Janine.
1: Thank you, Ryan. Thank you.